Welcome to Dog Save the People, a podcast about how dogs make our lives better. My name is John Bartlett, and I'm your host. Winnie Owl is a Brooklyn-based photographer of dogs, people, food, and spaces. One of her own photo projects in recent years was a dog portrait book with her sisters called The Canine Chronicles, which was an imaginative retelling of some of the last century's most important historical moments with dogs at the center. But most recently, she's worked on another dog-related photo series called Cone of Shame that takes a traditionally sad image of a dog wearing a medically prescribed cone around their head and using the photos as a way to turn the perception around. The images are meant to instead make these dogs look majestic, proud, and beautiful. So Winnie, tell me about your personal life with your dogs. Right now, I have a dog named Clementine. Yes. She's lovely. And before that, we had a corgi named Tartine. Yeah, tell me about Tartine. So our Tartine was a, like, she was a show dog that couldn't be a show dog because she refused to. (laughs) But who knows? I didn't care about that. We wanted a, a dog that needed a home. And I think that was the case. And for us, it was the first When I say us, it's me and my now husband, but she was our first dog as adults. We only had her a year and a half and we basically discovered she had throat cancer. Mm -hmm. It was actually really an emotional roller coaster for me and my husband because we had just fallen in love with this dog and we had this little family and we were taking her everywhere and she was just like, everything for us. And then all of a sudden we were in the hospital and going to chemotherapy appointments. And we did take her to as many appointments as we could. But in the end, I think after about a month of suffering, it really just seemed like, oh, we have to put her to sleep. Right. I don't know. In retrospect, I don't know if I would have put her through so many doctor's appointments and treatments. That moment when you know, we did have to put her to sleep and her passing, it was pretty tragic. Both me and my husband didn't expect to be as upset as we were just because she was living with us. And I think um, even when I've had family members and like friends pass away, it was different because there wasn't that, like those friends didn't live in my home. So I think having somebody who we were used to seeing every day and waking up a certain way and everything, all those little patterns and routines you get yes, really made it hit home. (laughs) And we were just like kind of a mess. Yeah, of course. I get it. I get it. Yeah. I had a dog, um, the love of my life, tiny Tim. And just one day I was feeling touching his throat and I felt these huge, so it was like he had these enormous, this enormous pearl necklace around his neck and, Mm you know, it turned out that he had lymphoma and I did this. I mean, it was a very similar trajectory. I took him everywhere. We did start chemo. And then I said, I kind of talked to my husband at the time and my dog walker and they were just like, you know what, just let him, you know, let him be. And we did some other things like homeopathy and different stuff. But by the time I did finally take him back to the vet, she said, you know, it's everywhere. And it it was maybe a few days later and he told me it was time. And Mm. yeah, I was, I was a wreck and I've lost dogs since that. And certainly each one has its own 
grief pattern and sense of loss, but I know it, it is. It's really hard and you just, nothing prepares you for it. And it, it is, it's very different than losing loved ones, parents, friends. It, it is. And I think your point is really true because they're living in your home. And for me, my whole life is revolves around my dogs. I mean, they get me up at 530 every morning yeah. and you know, it's like, what can I get done in between, you know, walks and feeding them? Yes, they definitely <laughs> take over. So I'm like, our Wi-Fi network is called Clementine's Castle. And <laughs> there's a reason because she's definitely ruling over us. Winnie, when did you start taking photography more seriously and make it more of your focus? And how did that evolve to your career as a photographer? Got an internship in Boston with a great commercial photographer named uh, Joshua Delsimer and mm-hmm. kind of sealed the deal for me. From that point on, I just only focused on photography and I started studio managing and assisting different photographers. And then from there moved to New York to um, continue assisting photographers and digital teching worked for tons of other photographers over the years before then launching my own career as a photographer. And all in that time, I was taking my own pictures, of course. So I think it was back in Boston that I I actually took my first dog portrait. It was kind of a pivotal moment, I think, in my at least dog photography career because I wanted to take what I felt was like a different approach to dog photography and kind of treat them more like paintings. I wanted to create a series that was elevating dogs and not just shooting them as these kind of, they're very cute, but I didn't want it to just look like cute photography. I wanted something more. So I started doing a series of dogs in the owner's homes. And the first one I took was of um, just a neighbor's dog Mm -hmm. and when I gave the print to the owner, the guy just started crying. And I think that was a big moment because I saw like, Oh, like what I'm doing can affect people. And years later, you know, he was like, Oh, Bombi passed away. And that, that photo you took is such a, a big memory. And like for us, like they were just so thankful that I felt really strongly about being able to give people something that they could treasure forever. Oh, I love it. That's beautiful. Now tell me about the Canine Chronicles. So that was a book project that I self-published and made with my two sisters. My middle sister did the writing, Cindy, and then my oldest sister, Alice, did the design. And we launched it as a Kickstarter project and basically raised all the funds to do the printing. And it's a historical fiction and photo book told through the eyes of dogs. So we basically reimagined all these famous people owning dogs and made stories about them where the dogs were really the ones leading to these people's success. So for example, like Amelia Earhart's in it and her supposed dog, you know, is the one who's like by her side while she's flying and helping her through it. (laughs) I love it. It's really cute. And I think, um, a lot of our friends have enjoyed it and lots of kids enjoy it, I think, because the stories are quite sweet. Oh, perfect. What a great experience. Now, on your website, there is a series 
called the cones of shame, which is one of the most beautiful images I've seen of, of dogs. And just, just the way that you have approached this and captured this, I'd love for you to speak about the cones of shame series. That's been a series that has took over my life for a few years. And I basically had this idea to take that iconic image where I feel like I always would see dogs wearing cones around. And every time I saw it, I was like, the shape was kind of burned into my brain. Oh, yeah. And every time you see a dog wearing a cone, I feel like you have this mixed feeling of like, sadness and laughter like it's not like i want to laugh at dogs but you can't help it especially when they get home and they're walking into walls and it is it's Mm -hmm. it's a little bit of both sad and funny so i was like i want to do something with that image but kind of make it happier and like prouder that was sort of the goal with the series was take the cone kind of image that people have and turn it upside down i worked with a costume designer named Marianne Morvan, and she helped me design these beautiful cones. She has a fashion background, and we work on commercial shoots together as well. And she was able to create these kind of sculptural cones for each of the dogs. And then the goal of the project was really to raise awareness for rescue dogs who need funds for surgery. Yes. So I think part of it was that experience I had with Tartine made me very aware of like, oh, medical costs and just like how to deal with money when you're in the middle of a very traumatic experience. So really in doing the series, I wanted to make sure other people who had to have an emergency surgery or any kind of medical need that there would be funds available that you know, you wouldn't have to make a decision about like, should we do this or not based on money? Right, exactly. It's been great. We've worked with Animal Haven and basically any funds that have been raised from the project, I've donated to their recovery road fund and we did a fundraiser with them. It was like a fundraiser slash adoption event. So that's amazing. Yeah. I've never heard of the recovery road fund. That's, that is such a great idea because I know that I've, and I've worked in shelters and worked in rescue. I mean, so much of the money that is raised really does go to saving an animal's life. And, and friends who are listening, please check out Winnie's website, which we'll speak about because these images are so stunning. I mean, they are just, they're like fashion shoots in a way, but really, really sculptural and gorgeous. What is it like having a dog as your subject? I always like a challenge <laughs> and For most people, the equal is more like photographing a toddler, I would say. But I think the size difference is something that I'm always thinking about when we're casting and working on shoots. The variety of looks and just how they are is really amazing. And then it also creates challenges because if you're styling around them or whatever you're doing, the objects and environment they're in, they will totally change based on the size of your dog. Sure. So that's always a challenge. In addition to, I think most of the time I spend like chasing, (laughs) not heavily chasing dogs around, but it feels like kind of like being a wildlife photographer where (laughs) you kind of have to sit and wait and hold your breath and then, you know, hope that they, they do this thing, especially in a studio shoot. We often have like a marker on the ground that's, you know, this is where the lighting is perfect. And 
with the person, it's pretty easy to be like, stand there. Yes. With the dog, it's like some of them are incredibly good at it and others absolutely do not want to do that. Yeah. So I think, you know, going into photo shoots and understanding what you're walking into is always important. And I think um, their attention span is also like a toddler. So (laughs) I would never put a dog unless it was trained to do this to work for like a 10 hour day, like a human. Yeah. Usually we have them do a shoot for like an hour, maybe two. Right. And usually they're tired and pooped and it's just like, okay, your day is done. You did a great job. (laughs) (laughs) It makes me happy. I think every time I have a shoot with dogs, I'm just, everyone on set is happy. Oh, sure. I think there is something about the, the energy that they bring to a photo shoot that really makes the day oh i love it tell us about where we can find you on instagram i know that clementine has her own page and then you also have your page or profile where it depicts your work uh yes so my instagram handle is winnie wow yeah that's w-i-n-n-i-e-w-o-w my website is winniewow.com okay and then Clementine's handle is Clem Clem the Bassett. <laughs> I love it. I'm such a huge fan, Winnie. Thank you so much for spending some time with us today on Dog Save the People. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Winnie is a very gifted photographer, and I loved hearing more about her wonderful Cone of Shame series, which is just so beautifully done. It's a terrific concept, a terrific cause, and the images are absolutely stunning. Plus, of course, it's all about dogs. When all these things come together, it makes for a really, really special project, and I can't wait to see what she does next. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dog Save the People, a podcast about how dogs make our lives better. This show is a production of As It Should Be, a content studio. It's made with the support of our producer and editor, Jack Summer. Special thanks to our composer and neighbor, Daniel Lampert, for creating the music for the show. You can subscribe to Dog Save the People on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like the show, please leave a review or rating. You can also follow us on social media. You can also check out the Tiny Tim Rescue Fund, my foundation, at johnbartlettny.com. Enjoy a walk with your dog and make it a great day for both of you.